Well, hello there, and welcome to The Tea with Ruth. My name is Ruth, and I thank you so much for joining me as we discuss current events, helpful topics, and pretty much anything else on my mind. I'm going to be sharing information, or as some call it, the tea, with you each week, so I encourage you to grab a cup of whatever you want, or do whatever you want, as you listen to each episode, or as I like to call them, each cup. <laughs> I would love for you to interact with me on social media, so please feel free to join the conversations on Instagram, Facebook, and or Twitter. The handle is the T, the letter T, with Ruth, the T with Ruth, and I can't wait to chat with you all. Also, a shout out to Anchor for making this so easy for me to do each week, because seriously, y'all, if I can do this, so can you. <laughs> and most importantly, thank you out there in the internet world for listening to my lovely podcast. I truly do enjoy sharing my thoughts with you all, and I appreciate you for being there. Enjoy this cup of tea as we dive into today's topic. All right, all right, all right. So I'm back. Not that you've missed me or anything, but I did have to jump on here before the month of August disappeared and I did not put out one podcast this month, but I do plan on ending the season on time. <laughs> so I'm going to be making up some podcasts over the next couple of weeks. So you can listen to it whenever you want to. Like you're not listening to this one on Wednesday, I'm sure. You're listening to it on another day. So that's what you're going to do with the rest of them as well. So I'm just going to post them as I do them and call it a day because I've been slacking, y'all. There's no excuse. There's no reason. I've just been slacking. That's all. But I'm back. So yay. Welcome to Cup 9. Um, so Cup 9 today, we're going to talk about something that I've been thinking about for quite some time and going in my head and talking about this. I mean, it, it comes up quite regularly in my life um, because today we're going to talk about living as a Christian and living as a black person. So living while Christian and living while black. And I'm gonna hope, go ahead and give you a disclaimer. I am a Christian and I am black. <laughs> so I consider myself having a dual lifestyle when it comes to both of those things. So the technical term would probably be code switching. So you'll hear me say that throughout the podcast a little bit today. Um, and that's just basically when you're able to turn on and turn off the different sides of your life. It's code switching. It's like you're switching to different codes, to different things in your life that, you know, matter for that moment. So you do this in public life versus in private life all the time. I mean, for me, public life includes teaching. You know, I used to tell my students all the time, I don't talk like this with my friends when I would teach with them. You know, you speak differently when you're in different um, situations and places and with different people. So that's code switching. And that's pretty much what I'm talking about when living while Christian and living while black. I mean, I know it's not like really the, uh, the, the technical term per se, but that's the way I'm using it for this. Okay. So I've noticed there's some pretty cool similarities between the two. So let's talk about it real quick. Right. So for Christians, first of all, what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to talk about how religion is the most racially divisive time in America <laughs> or ty um, thing in America, because on the weekends, Saturday or Sunday, whenever you go to church, you'll see churches separated by race across the whole country, across the whole world, probably. Okay. Now in some places, of course, it's not, 
or it's not as more, it's not as prevalent as in other places, but typically the 11 o'clock hour on Saturday or Sunday is the most divided time in America. <laughs> okay. Look it up, check it out yourself. You'll see. Um, so one of the things that I've noticed by being a Christian in a non-Christian world is that you have to be in two different worlds. What, okay. So one of the examples I use for that is like music. All right. When you go into a grocery store, you're not going to hear Christian music being played across the airwaves, you know, unless it's Christmas time or Easter, which by the way, Bush Gardens in Tampa does an excellent job of doing that during Christmas and Easter. And I absolutely love it. I love that place too. So anyway, so picture this, you're at a wedding, right? Um, and it's a wedding of a couple from your church. They're proclaiming Christians. Um, you've known them. They have, you know, this really great life, whatever, all this stuff. They get married. And what's the first song you're probably going to hear at the reception? Probably the first song you heard at my reception. <laughs> okay. It's probably like the electric slide or some kind of line dancing song, right? That's probably likely not Christian. Um, and the vast majority of the songs will not be Christian. But when you put on a Christian song, the church folk jump right on in and they just start singing because we know it and it's just natural. So it's like having to switch from one to the next, um, you know, being able to be a Christian and still know the secular songs because that's what we have been indoctrinated with all over the place. Or, um, I mean, some people do live in a bubble and that's fine. Uh, the bubble doesn't last though, because once you go out in the public sphere, that's when you just get bombarded with everything else. So is it good to, to, to be involved and to know all these things, or is it just better to stay in a bubble? That's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day, right? <laughs> but I will say this side note for those of you with kids, um, when I'm with my little chocolate drop, Jacob, I mostly only listen to Christian music with him because he, I know he's going to get all of the other music elsewhere. I mean, he comes home singing songs from YouTube, from this, from that, from wherever. And it just, it just happens. It just happens because that's just what's out there more so than anything else. So if your kids aren't getting Christian music from you and you're a proclaiming Christian, where are they getting it from? <laughs> Honest question, because they're not getting it out there in the world anywhere, right? They're not getting it on the mainstream. They're not going to get it on the school bus. So where are they going to get it? Just a thought. Um, all right. So moving on. So at work, in many workplaces, we can't run around talking about religion for the most part because it's illegal. I mean, at least in public schools where I work, it is. Like unless a kid asks me a question and then I can engage in a conversation. But outside of that, and I'm not saying like you should be in here trying to convert students and all that stuff. I'm just saying sometimes even mentioning religion can get you in trouble at the workplace. So you have to somewhat hide that part of who you are, or at least downplay it. And again, that's a part of code switching, right? Or take dating or interacting with people. Like for the first time you meet someone, Christians tend to downplay who they are right away because especially now, Christianity and religion is on the downside. <laughs> there, you know, there's waves when it comes to our time and our histories and stuff. Um, religion's in sometimes, but right now it is out and we are not riding high on that wave. Right. So, and I think religious politics has a lot to do with that, but that's a whole nother topic. And also I would say this generation, this generation is very accepting of everything. 
And fortunately, I will say fortunately, the Bible hasn't adjusted to accept, you know, wrongs for rights. <laughs> I mean, rightfully so, right? That's not what we're supposed to, we're not supposed to just sit here and adjust and change with everything. Yes, you should, uh, you know, make accommodations and accept, but not adjust and change. Um, when I say accept, I don't mean say that some things that are wrong is right, but you can't go around condemning people and hating, you know, not hating, but condemning people to hell all the time. Um, that might be where they're going, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I digress. But the Bible hasn't changed and rightfully so. That's what I mean. Um, and then it gets really confusing. Okay. So this is the confusing part. I had a conversation with my hubby about this the other day. When you see someone like Kanye West do a Christian or gospel album, right? Then you're like, oh, well, Kanye must be a Christian, right? Because he made gospel music. Or you see someone like Chance the Rapper or Justin Bieber. They make a great inspirational song, some good song, a feel-good song, right? Um, does that mean they're a Christian? Or someone who's a Christian who goes and does a non-Christian song. You know, they do a remake of something from back in the day, or they come up with just a song that's just random or whatever. Are they no longer a Christian because they've done that? I mean, there's so many discussions on this and so many different topics. And there's a thing called crossover. Like if you are a Christian artist and you cross over into the mainstream music, I mean, there's some people who do it for a purpose and some people who just do it. And I, there's a lot of actually artists who actually started out as Christian um, and then came over into the secular stage and stayed there. So there's that too. But there's so many different scenarios I'm just going to go with what the Bible says. Okay. There's a verse in the Bible that says, you'll know they're Christians by their fruit. And the fruit is basically their lives. So just look at their lives. Does their life represent Jesus Christ from the Bible? Because if a Christian, which is from the word Christ, if a Christian doesn't re resemble Christ, then they're probably not a Christian. But in order to know the difference, you'll probably have to have some kind of real insider knowledge on Christianity or religion. And those two are two different things. So I, I know I'm using them inter, intertwined tonight, but religion is one thing. Christianity is another thing because basically it's like having a relationship with Christ is what matters more than anything else. But anyway, if you do not have that insider knowledge on Christianity, then you'll pretty much believe anything and fall, well, believe anyone and fall for anything. And that's what's happening. <laughs> and here we can talk about cults and other organizations where this is actually true and happening very much so now. Um, and that works in their favor for you not to have real, true insider knowledge because they count on you believing them and trusting in them. But again, that's a whole nother cup of tea for a whole nother episode. <laughs> All right. Oh, and just another side note for those of you saying, oh, you shouldn't force your choices on other people. Well, guess what? That's exactly what you're doing, minus the religious part. Like, I don't have a say in what's being played in the store when I walk into Publix or whatever. So you're making that choice for me, and you're making it a single-sided single choice. Um, I would rather have options, play all kinds of genres, all different types of music, right? Make everybody happy. You know how you hear that one song that you love, and you're like, oh, that's my jam. I would love to walk into a store where I hear a Christian song, and I'm like, oh, yes, oh. I love this song, but that's rarely, really, really ever happens. 
So if you were to expose us to all types of things, then when I'm on my own, I can make my own choice. I might like a song that I heard that's a Christian song and I might, you know, like that artist all of a sudden or something um, that's happened, but we don't have that option and that opportunity more so because we live in a world where the choice is made for us almost 100% of the time. And it's not the Christian choice. So that's all I'm saying about that. Um, so let's transfer or let's just, you know, move over a little bit to living while black, right? Um, or we can call it black while living. How about that? Because we've all heard stories in the past few years of white people weaponizing the police by being Karens and Kens and not allowing black people to just live, right? So it all started years ago. Actually, I'm pretty sure there's, there's much, it's much deeper than this, but from what I remember, driving while black. So driving while black was a thing that if you were in the wrong neighborhood or in the wrong kind of car, the police would pull you over. It was profiling, okay? Um, and it happened to me one time, like years and years ago, but it has. Um, so yes, it's a thing. It really happens frequently and regularly. Um, the newest, well, no, then later on, like more recently in 2020, was like a barbecuing while black, banking while black, running while black, bird watching while black, sleeping while black, studying while black, selling water while black. Like there's a whole list of things. I mean, the list is, it's ridiculous. It might be over a hundred right now. And literally I'm saying over a hundred as of things that white people have called the cops on for black people, for them just living their lives normally. Not like robbing a house while black or nothing, <laughs> nothing like that. But these are just everyday things that other people can get away with doing normally, but black people cannot. So just that. Um, the newest defense though, this came out just this past month was watering your neighbor's grass while black. <laughs> there was actually a black pastor in Alabama and he was watering his neighbor's yard and his white neighbor called the cops on him because he was watering the grass. So yeah, that's a whole thing, but whatever. So living in black, living while black rather, we have to sometimes tone down ourselves in public places. Um, we're quickly to be judged and stereotyped. So we need to portray ourselves in a different manner. Um, like when you're in the store, right? You have to make sure you don't have an open bag on you because then they'll think you're stealing. You have to make sure your hands are in plain, plain view so they don't think you're shoplifting. You have to make sure that you're polite so they don't think you're aggressive or the angry black woman or whatever. Um, there's so many things that we have to subconsciously or consciously do to make sure that we don't, um, for lack of a better term, get in trouble, right? Get the cops called on us, basically. <laughs> um, and, and people do this on purpose. They know what calling the cops will do, so they do those. So sometimes they'll do it on purpose. Um, it's very, very, very dangerous and not cool at all. And that's why they've been donned Kevin, Ken's and Karen's. Yes, or Kevin's sometimes, whatever. Um, but don't be a Karen. That's it. Just don't be a Karen. And even at work. So at work, if you're black, you have to do better than your white counterparts so that you don't get labeled as lazy or something like that, right? You have, you want that promotion? Well, you have to work harder than everyone else to overcome whatever preconceived notions that they already have about you or about our race. Um, and then just living. Like, well, I already went through that with all the, you know, doing things while black type things. Just, but so I guess we should just don't do anything and then they won't assume 
something bad and then they won't call the police, right? Wait, no, no, no. Or maybe we should do something positive, like water your neighbor's yard, and then they won't call police. No, wait. <laughs> We've seen it from both sides over the years, and it just doesn't end well for Blacks either way. So what do you do? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so exhausting. It is literally exhausting, you guys, for real. So going back to religion really quickly as well. Um, there's some people who, you know, make it seem like Christianity is something that came from the white man when they took us from Africa and all this stuff or whatever. But I do want you to know that worshiping God in Africa happened before slavery. <gasps> yes. Um, Christianity, well, they, I mean, yes, was a thing in Africa before slavery. We weren't just out in the woods doing some tribal dances all the time. Black people knew of Christ. They knew God. They had relationships with Christ. They had relationships with God. And they were very, very highly spiritual. Um, actually, let's talk about some of the black, not some, most of the biblical characters who are actually black. Um, it's not something that many people want to talk about, much less admit. But think about it. Where's the birthplace of humanity? In Africa. Where's Egypt? In Africa. And then let's talk about all of the locations from the Middle East, aka all the brown people that are also included in the Bible. So black and brown people are throughout the entire Bible, okay? Just so just I just want to make sure I'm clear on that. Um, that is not something that's new. It's something that's becoming more voiced, and I appreciate it, but it's definitely not something that's new. So anyway, at the end of the day, the similarities that I've noticed was um, was about the fact that people want both of us around, Christians and Blacks, right? But only when it's convenient for them. So someone going through a hard time, oh, will you pray for me, please? I need some help. Or, you know, if it's the holidays, right? Let's run to church for that holiday blessing. They're called CEOs, by the way. The Christmas and Easter only. <laughs> CEOs, you get it? Ha <laughs> ha. Anyway, someone wants, to, some, someone wants something good to hear or watch. Well, just turn on something black, right? Because we can entertain. Or if someone wants some street cred or whatever, just jump into some black genres for a quick moment while it's convenient for you to show that off. I mean, now, of course, everything I'm talking about here is just like generalizations. Uh, it's Of course, right? That's duh, across the board. So it's not going to be the same for everybody. But I think of a saying that says something like, they love our identity, but not us. Like They love our culture, but not us. It's the same thing with Christianity. They love to believe in something. They love to have you around when times are tough and whatnot, but not necessarily Christianity. Yeah, I don't want that, right? Anyway, <laughs> I could actually do more. I could have more topics on living a dual life, right? Like I mentioned earlier, being a teacher, that's living a dual life. I mean, you're one way in school and then out of school when you're in the public, the kids think seeing teachers is like seeing a celebrity or something, right? They're so surprised when you're in the grocery store and the movies or a restaurant or someplace. My goodness, it's hilarious. Like, what? You're real outside of school? Wow. Um, being a woman in this world. Hey, that's a whole few more cups on how women have to interact differently in this world. We don't have time for it today. Um, but I would love to know what else you can think of. What other dual lives do people have to live? And what about you? What dual lives do you live in? So tell me about it on social media. You can find me on the Tea with Ruth on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
Um, I'd love to hear what dual lifestyles you have to lead. Um, and we'll chat about it. So yay, I'm back and I can't wait to talk to you soon. So we will chat soon. And some of the episodes coming up, just so you know, um, it's election season. So we're definitely gonna be talking about politics and elections. Um, school just started back up. So we'll talk about education, um, CRT and the woke truth. <laughs> um, and the war is still going on in the Ukraine against Russia. So we'll talk about that. Um, and we're still on our way to a recession, if you ask me. So we'll talk about the economy as well. So yeah, there's a couple more things that I have in my cup that I want to share with you guys. So stay tuned, listen up, and I'll be back with more Tea with Ruth. And you know it's the truth because it's from Ruth. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Hope you have a great week, day, whenever you decide to listen to this. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Ciao for now.